let's together reflect what is the theological foundation of what we're doing. It's not just dependent on what we feel, what we think is right, what our members want us to do. It is what we believe theologically. Pastor Gilbert Foliente, the president of Every Nation Philippines, encouraged our pastors and campus directors to do theology together. In this episode, we're going to talk about theology and how we do it in every nation and victory. The biggest issue at stake for our theological agreement is the advancement of the gospel. It's the advancement of the kingdom. We will not divide over acceptable theological and doctrinal diversity to the point that it would hinder the gospel from being advanced. Welcome to the Leading Together podcast, where we take an inside look at how we develop a leadership culture at Victory and Every Nation Philippines. We believe that leadership is best done together, and that's why we do this podcast. We hope this helps you lead better together. I'm Ryan. I'm part of our creative team in Victory and Every Nation Philippines. And I'm Elle, a campus missionary from Every Nation Campus. In this episode, we're going to talk about some deep stuff, theology. When you hear the word theology, what comes to your mind? Are you reminded of a seminary or a person who loves to study? Many people see theology in an academic way, but the concept of theology is not only limited to that. The most basic definition of theology is the study of God. This means that discussing what we believe about God and our relation to Him at home or in a coffee shop is also studying theology. In Victory in Every Nation, we adhere to the World Evangelical Alliance Statement of Faith for our essential beliefs. These are the major doctrines we agree upon, such as the Trinity or the Resurrection of Jesus. However, there are also areas in our theology that aren't as black and white, like the songs that we sing in a worship service or the design of our church halls. As we continue to honor God in a constantly changing world, the need to discuss and clarify will always arise for certain aspects of the Christian life. How should we do it? In this podcast, we're going to talk about doctrine and how we do theology in our movement. Here's the message about theological reflection from the Every Nation Philippines president, Pastor Gilbert Fuliente. We always say this. We always say, let's do theology together. You've heard that, right? And I'm sure all of us are... Uh, are all in when it comes to doing the theology together. That resounds in us. That we say, we want to do theology together. I don't want to do this alone. But the question is this. What do we mean when we say we do theology together? That's something that we have never defined. That's something that we've never really talked about. So we started this discussion and we felt like, oh nga, no, hindi natin napag-usapan. Ano ba ibig sabihin na let's do theology together? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng ginagawa natin? So what we wanted to do is to take a, a bit of a step back and talk about what we mean when we say let's do theology together. And then let's interact a little bit later on. And we have uh, bounces off with the executive team. What's the best way for us to be able to capture what we mean when we say let's do theology together. And here's my best, uh, my best definition, uh, my best attempt 
to define what it means for us to do theology together. And, and again, again, evolve naman yan. We, we value your input because this is something really new for all of us to be able to define what we mean. We would welcome your input. We would welcome any comments, suggestions from you. But here's uh, my best attempt to define it. To do theology together means for us here in Victory, not for every nation, here in Victory and every nation Philippines is this. It means to encourage theological reflection. It means to encourage theological reflection through discussions in a theological community. To encourage theological reflection through discussions in a theological community in order to come to a point of theological agreement. Okay, let me say that again. To do theology together means to encourage theological reflection through discussions in a theological community in order to come to a point of theological agreement. We, the, the whole point is to come to that place of theological agreement because we know as we grow bigger, we're going to have some diversity in some uh, theological uh, secondary, uh, theological or doctrinal issues. And one of the key membership standards in every nation globally is theological agreement. Okay? So we're going to break that down. Later, if you want cool, let's break it down. Kung smarter, let's deconstruct it. term. But as I was looking through the scriptures, I got to Acts chapter 15 and saw Acts chapter 15 in the Council of Jerusalem as the first ever recorded doing theology together. I mean, think about it. There was a very sensitive, polarizing, divisive issue in the church first ever. Diba? Pag tinignan natin sa Acts chapter 2, one heart, one mind, parang masaya sila lagi to be together, eating with sincere and glad hearts, one heart, one mind, one heart, one mind. Acts 6, nagkaroon ng a little bit of tension, but when they decided to reorg, everybody was happy again, and then they started planting churches, lumalaki na, tumatanda na yung church, dumadami na yung leaders, now there's a point of contention, a point that would polarize and divide them, and then they, what did they do? They did theology together. Okay, let me read certain portions of Acts chapter 15 for us to see that what we're trying to do really can be seen in this first ever recorded theology together of the Council of Jerusalem. Verse 2, And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension. In the NIV, it says sharp dispute. How many of you have ever had a sharp dispute about something with someone from victory? Wala tayong ganyan. Gusto lang nating malaman, wala. Walang recorded. Puro private lang. Sharp dispute and debate with them. So because of that, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. So let's not settle this between us. Let's gather a community. Let's bring up 
this question to the leaders. In verse 6, let's jump to verse 6. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider this matter. So the apostles did not just say, Malika, tama ka. <laughs> hindi lang ito nang, hindi kami makikinig, magde-decide kami. They considered the matter. If you're a leader in this movement, and there are disputes and debates, we will consider the matter. We will discuss it. We will converse about it. That's what they did. In verse 7, And after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, After much debate, after much discussion, there was a leader who stood up and spoke. And then verse uh, 13, After they finished speaking, So nagsalita si Peter, Nagdiscuss pa ulit, Nagdebate pa ulit. But finally, in verse 13, after they finished speaking, James, who was now the leader of the apostles, was now leading the church, replied. He spoke. And then verse 19, James said, Therefore, after all this discussion, my judgment is, in the message translation, it says, Therefore, my decision is, Yes, we will hear. Yes, we will debate. Yes, we will discuss. Yes, we will consider. But at the end of it, there was a leader who said, I'm going to decide. And James did that. Therefore, my decision is, therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God. In the NIV, it says, we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Verse 22. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders... With the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabas and Silas, leading men among the brothers with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders to the brothers, were of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words and settling your minds, although we gave them no instructions. It has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what? has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well, farewell. So let's break down what we mean when we say, let's do theology together. First, theological reflection. Three key phrases. Theological reflection, theological community, and theological agreement. So first, theological re reflection. We want to encourage... All our pastors, all our leaders to reflect theology on everything they do. Because if you look here of what the issue was, they knew and they understood the issue was more than just cultural differences. This was not about preference and practical ways of doing stuff. There was a theology behind this. And it's important for them to know their theolog theological footing. The theological foundation, important. And if you look at church history, if you look at how church 
in the history of the church have, have done church, you would understand that most of them have been informed by their theology. If you look at, uh, I remember in South Korea, when uh, the Asbury cohort, uh, Pastor Steve and Nixon and Bishop Manny went there, bumalik si Pastor Steve and may mga ideas siya. And one of the things that he really liked was the practice in a worship service of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor Nixon, no? of the during worship singing, nag-offering, tapos yung mga may offering, pumupunta sila sa harap, and everybody brings their offering to the altar. How many of you know that's based on a theological reflection? Because in their mind, offering is a form of worship. So that's not a random preferential or nalinig nila, maganda. It's not just best practices. It's rooted in deep theology. And if you look again in church history, if you look at how, eh tayo kasi, Catholics, hindi naman natin naintindihan bakit uh, uh, mga traditional churches na wala na yung meaning but those are rooted in theology. Bakit nasa likod, di ba, sa mga, sa mga churches, nasa likod yung pianist, yung choir nasa likod. Kumakanta kayo, wala namang worship leaders, walang worship band, bakit? Rooted in theology because it's not about them. In their theology, in worship singing, they want everybody to focus on God and not on any specific personality or individual. How many of you know, kung ganun yung theology, how many of you could appreciate that practice now? Parang, oh, yun pala. Bakit yung practice, yung pulpit nasa side? Nag-pre-preach. Because in theology, Christ is the center, the cross is the center, and the, 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 the person who's bringing the message it's just here because the goal is Christ, preach Christ and Him crucified. Rooted in theology. Building designs. Bakit ang taas ng building design? So that the moment they get there, the theology is they look up to God and not to people. Why stained glass? I mean, everything. Everything they do from building design. It's not about being contemporary, just being excellent and looking nice. Everything has a theological reflection, which is something that we have found out <laughs> we were lacking a little bit when we went to the seminary. Konti lang. How many of us have ever <laughs> reflected theologically why we're doing what we're doing in a, in a worship service? I would admit every time I see something, Uy, ang ganda nung ginagawa niya. Gawin ko rin yan. Uy, effective ito. And again, we're not talking about we want to do something less effective. We want to do something that's rooted in theology and effective. How many of you want that? We encourage it now for us. Kaya meron tayong tinatawag na worship service liturgy discussion i think last uh, we when we when did we start this two years ago pre-pandemic liter f pa lang nun. ngayon liter g na by next year liter h na tayo <laughs> pastor nixon the whole point is not to control our worship services again the initial ano for us is ah Magkakaroon na ba tayo na i-dictate na paano to do worship services? No. The whole point is to reflect theologically what we're doing in our worship services. 
to encourage theological reflection so that in our worship services, hindi lang tayo nagde-decide ng what's contemporary or what's relevant. Of course, theologically rooted, but we want it to be relevant. Pero kung nauuna at ang unang at huling inisip mo lang is relevance, that's where we are missing something. We need it to be rooted in sound theology. And then make it relevant. The means is on the senior pastors to make it relevant. But let's together reflect what is the theological foundation of what we're doing. It's not just dependent on what we feel, what we think is right, what our members want us to do. It is what we believe theologically. And then from there, let's have a big space for creativity and innovation. But we're grounded in theology. We encourage theological reflection. Ang tanong natin lagi, nasusulat ba yan? <laughs> So, alien. I mean, what's our theology behind the way we do church? And Pastor Steve, I really love how Pastor Steve lead us, leads us. When we're talking about worship liturgy, he said, if there's any confusion of why we do what we do or why we're not doing what we're doing, it's on me. He said, I've never been clear about the, the theology or why we're doing what we're doing theologically. But then he got some encouragement from Pastor Rice. Pastor Rice said, that's fine. Because the epistles, kailan ba nag-start yung church ng theological reflection? For the first 35 years, it's really just about mission and gospel and do stuff and grow. For our first 35 years, that's what we were doing. And then the epistles were written 35 years after. Now that we've grown, now that we've done practical ministry and we know what's effective and we know we're preaching the gospel and making disciples, now let's put some theology in. Paul started writing. So we are in that point of our movement where this is really necessary now. So we encourage everyone, theological reflection. Okay, kung nasa online ka, isulat mo. Kung may katabi ka, may mask ka naman, theological reflection. Now, now, you say, okay, I'll reflect. And the Jerusalem leaders who went there, Paul and Barnabas, could have reflected their theology on their own. Based on what seemed good to them. But how many of you know, there are things that seem good to us, but probably not good to God. Realize na ba I'm going to do this because it seems good to me. Nasa Proverbs yan, there is a way that seemed right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So they knew that, so they thought it best to do theological reflection through their church community. Antioch. So the second is church community. Antioch, ang nagplant ng Antioch, Jerusalem. So hindi sila pumunta sa kung sino-sinong church community, Eto yung church community natin, eto yung leaders natin, tayo yung mag-process. Okay, and, and I want to talk about that in our mentoring class, uh, a mentoring uh, session. Uh, we're talking about certain things. 
may, may isa lang yung uh, uh, one of our members of mentoring session sabi niya, oh, naisip mo, nung nag-join ako ng victory, I have to say, okay, we did not join victory. Very subtle theological <laughs> reflection sentence. You did not join victory, God joined us to victory. You never join a community. God joins you into a community. And we're here because God has joined us together as a community. So when you're looking for a theological community, this is our theological community. That's why this is important. Okay, we don't process our theology together with, and again, there is not, uh, I mean, we have great men like maybe Stephen Furtick here or Tim Keller there. and They have their community this is ours because God joined us here. Key phrases a theological community. Sharp dispute <laughs> and debate. After there had been much debate, after they finished speaking, <laughs> when our apostolic council, when we were about to discuss certain things, Pastor Steve said, I want you men. I want you men. I want to let you know that debate is permitted. Okay? Sharp dispute, maybe. <laughs> I mean, no, debate is not just permitted. Debate is encouraged. Because that's how a theological community gets to theological agreement. So we want to say when, when we say theological community... We want to assure everyone, campus directors, you may be young, you might be the newest campus director, newest senior pastor, but we promise you in this theological community, you will be heard. You will be listened to. You will not be judged because of your theological position and theological leanings. But I can promise you that nobody will disagree with you. <laughs> I can promise you that nobody will have a sharp dispute with you. I can promise you that Dr. Nixon will not debate you. <laughs> I promise you Dr. Nixon might debate you. So dapat ready ka rin. <laughs> Pag may nag-debate and nag-disagree with you. But you will be heard. Debate is fine. Now, I like their theological community because if you look at it, sabi nila yung body, it seemed good to them. After it seemed good to the rest, then the apostles and elders said, it seemed good to us. So, kita nyo yung progression and then from there, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. The more it seemed good to us as a community, and the more it seemed good to the leaders of our community, the more we feel confident it seems good to the Holy Spirit. That's the beauty of a theological community. Can you imagine kung ikaw lang nag-reflect, this seemed good to me. But nobody else feels like it seems good. <laughs> but it seems good to us. And then it seems good to the leaders, and then it seems good to the Holy Spirit. The more the decision seemed good to the community, the clearer it became that it seemed good to the Holy Spirit as well. And lastly, number three, theological agreement. Again, Peter spoke and made a decision. Uh, Peter spoke and then James spoke. 
and made a decision. And then he said, having come to one accord. That's theological agreement. I am pretty sure, imagine yourself, nandun ka, you feel strongly about, about kosher diet for the Gentiles. You feel strongly. I'm pretty sure hindi sila lahat convinced na convinced agad na tama talaga to. But they came to one accord. There will be debates that we're gonna have na hindi ka aalis na parang uh, talagang na-convince mo ako. But it doesn't matter. We're not here to convince people. We're here to come to a theological agreement. And we're here to be able to lay down what we strongly feel because the community felt good about it. The leaders felt good about it. And because of that, we feel like that's what the Holy Spirit wanted for us. And we're going to set it aside. When we talk about in the NLT, it says, so we decided, James said that, having come to complete agreement. Let me define theological agreement. Again, as a keynote, theological agreement is this. It's maintaining unity concerning acceptable doctrinal diversity. Hey, mako kayo mag-push back. Theological agreement is maintaining unity concerning acceptable doctrinal diversity. Kung yung difference natin is salvation through works, <laughs> wala na tayong theological agreement masyado dyan. Because that's not an acceptable doctrinal diversity. Pero kung yung diversity natin is when you get baptized, nag-speak in tongues ka o hindi, then we say, okay, but whatever the decision of the leaders are, we will maintain unity with it. Anong ibig sabihin? That what it means is, we will not divide over that decision. We will not divide over this. What that means practically is this. After this decision thing, after the leaders have spoken, the bishops' council have said, we've heard, we've debated, we've disputed, but this is the decision, there will be no campaigning outside the discussion. There will be no selling your theological position outside this. There will be no uh, evangelizing my theological leanings on this. That's what we mean. Because there is a bigger issue at stake. And what is it? In the NLT, we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. The biggest issue at stake for our theological agreement is the advancement of the gospel. It's the advancement of the kingdom. We will not divide over acceptable uh, theological and doctrinal diversity to the point that it would hinder the gospel from being advanced. So we say we are willing because we have a mission. We're here to honor God and make disciples. We're here to do campus ministry and church planting and world missions and this would not stop us from doing that. So that's my short exhortation of why we're here and what we're doing. Don't do theology alone. Let's do theology together. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I pray that just like in Acts 15, throughout the year, next year, and the years to come, you will help us think theologically. And then give us the wisdom to make it relevant 
and effective to the people we're pastoring. But Lord, I pray that in everything as we do theology together, we will always come to one accord. According to your will and according to your pleasure. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was a great reminder from Pastor Gilbert. It's worth remembering that we are a missional movement, more than a theological movement. It helps us understand that theology is important to us, but we do it in a way that prioritizes community and relationships. In line with this, here's a discussion question for us. Do you have leaders in the church community that you can discuss theology with? In Victory and Every Nation, we value growing in our relationship with God and with each other. If you're looking for people to connect with, feel free to talk to someone you know from our church or approach one of our leaders. You can also send a message to our social media channels. Thanks for listening. If you would like to continue to talk about this, you can discuss this with your Victory Group leader. If you're not part of a Victory Group yet, you can visit victory.org.ph to find a church near you and get connected. If this has been helpful for you, or if you think of someone who can be encouraged by this podcast, you can share this with them and discuss it together. See you in the next episode of Leading Together. Leading Together.